Well, our moms think we're funny. All right. See, so you all set? Yep. Stop cheating. I'm cheating. You're cheating. I know yes, you're cheating. Yes, I'm cheating. It's my damn channel. <laughs> oh, it's your channel. Oh, well, fuck you very much. I can cheat if I want. <laughs> okay. Okay. And we're rolling. Actually, we're already rolling, weren't we? Oh, yeah. We've been rolling for a while. Yeah, we're rolling. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Turk182. And Akomi. And with a special guest. Crowfan. Hey, everybody. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. All right. Thanks for coming on the show, man. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. I'm a big fan. Love listening to y'all. So I appreciate the, uh, the invite. And no problem. We've only known each other for the 20 plus years or so. So, I mean, I might as well have invited you. It's actually been 30, dude. Yeah, but I don't talk about how old I am on the show. Because <laughs> then I become that guy. <laughs> hey, kids. Uh... <laughs> hey there, fellow you Kids, you want some candy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we, we, we met in the hospital. We were actually born in the same hospital. It's amazing. It's just it's one of those things. Wow. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, we've, yeah it's, it's, been, it's been a while. We've got some wild stories to tell about how we met. Um, uh, Hey, so can I can I can I tell the story of like not 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 the story of like how we met, but the uh, <laughs> it was it was like one of the stories that of like uh, it, I I guess kind of how how we connected and like knew that we kind of like kind of traveled in the same circles. Yeah, you mean other than the uh, later on when we became friends and the whole uh, psychic connection thing, huh? Yeah, right. Beside that, oh. <laughs> So this is this is the um, you remember remember the trip that uh, that uh, uh, Will and I went on to uh, the chorus trip to New York. Yes. Okay. And um, <laughs> and like like later on, this is like a after the, the chorus trip, we were talking about a certain individual uh, that uh, you had dated at the time. Oh God! You, you know what I'm talking about? I think so. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly like, change this person's name just because I don't have permission to you know username. Um, the name rhymes with Schmorgen Schleeman. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so uh, so uh, he and I knew each other, but didn't quite know each other. Um, we, we have a mutual friend of ours, and he asked me, like, one day if he could, like, borrow my RoboCop movie. Right? Okay. And, no, I love RoboCop. And so he asked me if I could borrow it. And I was like, yeah, sure. Come to find out that he was having a bunch of friends over, and they were going to watch RoboCop. And so he <laughs> borrowed my movie, but didn't invite me because he didn't. He didn't think I would like the people. And I'm like, but she, you borrowed my movie. And then... Uh, <laughs> So so anyway so uh, so he and I went on this uh, on the, this course trip right and uh, we take we take a bus to New York uh, and uh, there, was, there was this kind of, there was this uh, this girl really kind of she was kind of cute she she was, she had a kind of an odd look about her but kind of cute she was um uh kind of a wild adventurous she had this like really strong sexual vibe mm. uh, is, is is that fair to say. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I love the hesitation in your answer there. 
<laughs> he would know better than I would. <laughs> okay, <anyway>. okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, so we were we were on the we were on the trip and you know talking and flirting and stuff like that. Not not real flirting. And so we're on the bus and at one point she sits in my lap <laughs> and she like kind of like grinds her ass in my lap. And so of course the first thing you know is like. My my, it's like my my guy's like we're men, we're going to war. You know, <laughs> prepare yourselves. <laughs> battle stations, battle stations. <laughs> they put the keys in, and they're like ready to turn. Is like Mr. President, we were just waiting for you, waiting for you to like launch a missile. And oh, but I'm, I'm I'm like whoa 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 because you know we're, I'm in high school and yeah. uh, and I'm like the last thing I want is like you know it's like I got him hard and stuff is like he he's poking me in my ass so oh, I, my. I was like I was trying real cool I'm, I'm, I'm like thinking about everything and like you know <laughs> and I was like uh like I'm like like oh, hey, old, old old lady in tub and shining old lady in tub and shining you know <laughs> whatever <laughs> no, that'll do it so so anyway. So we, we, we get through the whole trip and stuff and everything's cool. So after this, he and I end up meeting and connecting and stuff, uh, which is a whole nother story <laughs> that we can tell later of, of us, you know, um, in Pirates of Penzance playing bullshit. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so awesome. <laughs> I joined Pirates of Pink just because, like, you know, same friend was like, hey, we need an extra for whatever. I was like, I don't sing, I don't dance. And it was, it was, it, it wasn't like bad production, yeah. right? It was just, it was a like very no budget production. Right? <laughs> so our pirate clothes were like horrible looking. <laughs> um, but, uh, but. It's like we'll, a button down shirt and a, and a sash to tie around for belts. We, we, were, we were wearing like, like these like hand-me-down 70s fashions. Oh, nice. Like straight off the Brady Bunch. It was, it was, it was bad. <laughs> That suit is incredible. The funny story about, about uh, playing bullshit. So years later, I'm talking like 10 years after high school, I go into Books a Million, which is, of course, no longer around. And this cashier is ringing me up and she goes, are you? <gasps> oh, shit, I just said my name. Sorry. <laughs> are you Crowfan? Crowfan? Yeah, are you Crowfan? And I was like, uh, yeah. She goes, oh, my God, you told me bullshit. And this is in the middle of the store. <laughs> And she was like, and she was like, she was like this young girl, and I forgot how young they had some of those actors. They actually got them from like middle school and shit. And oh like, shit! Oh, they probably played. The, they played the, the girls that were we were going to like go rescue. Yes. Yeah, yeah we, you're right. We right. couldn't find the, They couldn't find enough girls. So this is like the sis, the young sister of of one of the girls that was actually in the play. She's like, well, she just brought her sister along, and they put her in the damn play because they needed extras. <laughs> That's I was fantastic. Just like, oh my god. <laughs> So, so, so when we weren't, when we weren't, cause we were pirates and, uh, when we weren't on stage, we would be backstage and we were playing bullshit. Now yeah. you play bullshit, right? Card game. Uh, I don't think so. So it's a basic card game. You do a lot of cards and you got, you play down cards, uh, face down. Okay. Um, oh, so it's a face down or face up? Down. That's okay, face down. And, and you do them in numerical order. Okay. And so like I do one, then you do two or ace and then you do two. And you put down, however, so it's your turn to put down two, and you, you put down as many twos as you have in your hand. Okay. You don't have to put down any twos. You can put down tens. <laughs> but uh, but the thing is, if I don't think that you actually put down what you were supposed to, then I can call bullshit. Okay. If I do, and you flip it up, and it is what it was supposed to be, I have to take that entire stack of cards. So that now <laughs> that's my hand. If it's not, then you have to take the stack of cards. Okay. 
So Crow Fan here, right, would hold like an entire like two through six, like all four in his hand, and he'd be sitting there, and he'd be waiting for you to put them down. His lip would be his lip would be quivering. So so we're backstage playing, and 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 gonna put down. And I don't remember if it was me or somebody else. I'm thinking it was me, and went to put it down. It's like it's like it's like. I'm going to put down three-fourths. And he goes, Bullshit! <laughs> During a live performance of the play. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that is phenomenal. That was oh so God. awesome. Oh, shit. So, so that's kind of like when we first, like that, and we, we learned that we both had a, had a great fondness for Return of the Living Dead oh, nice. and, the, and Fright Night. Both of both of which he had the soundtracks for. Oh, nice! Uh, yeah, fantastic so. movies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely beautiful. So, uh, so then, then we, that's when we kind of became friends through a mutual friend, and it just kind of it just kind of blossomed from there. Uh, <laughs> so, so at this time, we're talking, we're you know just kind of trading stories and everything, and the chorus field trip comes up, right? Right. right. And so I'm telling the story like, yeah, you know, so uh, uh, Jamie sits down in my lap. And she's like grinding her ass on my lap and stuff like that or whatever. And Crowpan looks at me and he's like, I was dating her at that time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh. (laughs) Now, this is the same guy that used to, and I'm going to call you on your shit too, dude. This is the same guy that we used to like always tease him and everything. Because at the time, um, you know, he had a um Dalton man. No, 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 no. In, in, in his house, right? He it was this little like a uh, magazine stand. Okay. And uh we used to always like tease him and everything, because you know, he he's uh I a uh he had he has some guns, right? Okay. And so we was always teasing and everything about like he's probably like a got a gun to the coffee table, one of the matches. We would tease about that regularly. <laughs> so one day he decided he was gonna put a gun in the magazine stand. So, so as we're talking and everything, and we say something, he's like, he's probably got one. And he's like, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> so, so when shit like that happens, right? Right. And you say something like, oh yeah, this girl's grand ass in my lap. And he's like, I was dating her at the time. And he, of course, your eyes cut over to the magazine stand. Right. <laughs> The, the, my favorite time when I got you, though, honestly, was when we were uh, we just picked you up, I think, at the airport, and we were driving you back, and I had a fake gun that looked really real, but it was just like one of those little, it wasn't even a pellet, it was that plastic ball gun and everything, but it looked really real. <laughs> and so, uh, I turned back to go, I said, hey, Marvin. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's just not funny, man. <laughs> Hey, Bob, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then, of course, I'm not even going to mention the time that you actually did threaten to shoot me. That wasn't me. That was my younger brother. <laughs> no, no, no. That was you. That night we were drinking with the wild turkey and tequila. Oh, my God. And you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we can move on when you're not the one being threatened. <laughs> <laughs> you get shot. It was okay. Let's move on. But did hey, he at least deserve it, Crow fan? <laughs> no, no, I didn't deserve it. 
I mean, if, if, if someone just kind of like walks into a room and they, and they call like, you know, they just say something, of course you're going to turn <laughs> right in their direction. I didn't deserve that. <laughs> and no, she'd you- be drinking on top of it too. <laughs> this is the monkey fighter right here that got me drunk with us, like <laughs> drinking tequila and wild turkey. I mean, I never had any hard alcohol at all. It's, it's funny. funny. I started off with the wild turkey. He had the tequila, and then we switched. <laughs> and then I, yeah, yeah. Was that when you tried to throw up in the bottle? That was him. Oh, okay, yeah. that was you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but in your defense, though, in your defense, I always told people that you looked at me, and I was like, "That sounds like a good <laughs> idea." <laughs> I say that. That's right. was like, "Yeah, go ahead, man." <laughs> Yeah. We've had some we had some interesting times together, man. <laughs> oh, alright. So, so so now we've kind of gotten a little bit of a of a of a getting to know each other. Well, introducing you to everyone. But yeah, Crow Fan is a uh, is a is a really really big uh longtime friend of mine. Um it's he, he's my brother. He's like my, my best friend. And uh so I guess we're gonna get to the uh the, the first STP concert. Yes. Yeah, so uh, he and I, um, you know, we went to school together, um, went to college together, and uh, and I always tell people, by the way, about the the Malcolm X when we went to go see Malcolm X. Oh my God! Yeah. So uh, at the time, at the time that Malcolm X came out, uh, Spike Lee had been doing his thing. He's like, it's every black person's duty to go and see Malcolm X when it comes out. He's like, you know. Don't go to work that day. Don't go to school that day. You know, you need to go see Malcolm X. You know, it's just your duty as a, as a black person. And uh, so so he and I, we were we were going in college and we had late classes. Right. right. And so uh, but the university was like 30 minutes away or so. Um, and we were hanging out at the mall and we were like, oh, hey, Malcolm X playing. Let's go see Malcolm X. Right. Yeah. And um uh, and so we, we went to go see Malcolm X. Didn't realize it was like three and a half hours long. We <laughs> get out of the movie. And it's like 530. Uh, like, or something like that. And like class starts at six. Oh, no. And there's no way we're going to make it there in time. And I'm like, shit. I was like, now I can't tell anybody that I went to go see Malcolm X. and be like, oh, you didn't go to school. And go see Malcolm X. Just like Spike Lee told you to. I'm like, no, that's not what happened. <laughs> Uh, I bet you do everything Spike Lee tells you to, don't you? <laughs> so, uh, but so, so you know, he and I, um, you know, he ended up like kind of moving away and doing some other stuff. He, you know, had a good job and uh, he had to move away to his job. And I would come and visit him. And at the time, he was living in uh, in Georgia, and I come to visit. I'm sorry. No, I said yeah. And, and I went to went to visit, and we had gone uh, to music store or whatever. I, is that? I think you were looking for a Bare Naked Ladies CD. Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, nice. And um, I think you were looking for a Born on a Pirate Ship. Yep, that's it. Yeah. And uh, God damn. So, uh, um, and so we were there, and they were like, you know, it's like the STP was was coming. The tickets were on sale, and we decided that we were going to buy them. And we were both big fans, and uh, you know, we we're from from the you know from when they came out. And I remember like seeing the music video on TV for the first time, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then it went a little bit further. And I think maybe it was maybe a couple weeks to a month after that. It was like, it really like picked up, you know, STP. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I was they like, They blew well, up pretty quick, didn't they? Huh? They blew up pretty quick, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. seemed to. Uh, yeah, especially uh, when Purple came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So, uh, so I was like, oh yeah, I'll be, you know, I'll be, I can come back here in like a, you know, the couple months or whatever when the concert's going to be. Not a problem. Got time for the, we bought the tickets, um, got time for the concert and there was no way in hell I could make it from where I was living to Georgia, which is like three states away. Ugh. And it's like, at the time it seemed reasonable, but then it was like, how am I going to get like, you know, like 10 hours, you know, to, as and I just had to like tell him, I was just like, dude, you just kind of have to like, I just gonna, you know, forego my ticket and you just have to take somebody else. And he even find a guy that he worked with or whatever, and they went and and stuff. And uh <laughs> and I think he offered to buy me a t shirt, and I was like, No, don't buy me a t shirt to the concert I couldn't go to at uh <laughs> that, that that just seemed like salt in the wound. <laughs> but I did get a chance to see them later though. So that oh, was, that's awesome. I went with uh, I went with Stax. Okay. Stax and I went. Yeah. See like um I discovered STP, like, I think it was the year after Scott Weiland died, mm. and I didn't know that at the time, so, like, you know, I listened through their discography, which you hooked me up with, and it was like, holy shit, these guys are amazing, and so, like, went to check their concert tour dates, and I was like, oh, oh, well, I guess that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Feels great. <laughs> you want to see the concert, better grab a Ouija board. <laughs> I know that sounds mean, but, you know, kind of a bastard. And it's not being me because I do love Scott Weiland. I mean, he had his faults and stuff, and you know, I'm not going to praise him, or whatever. But the guy was a great lyricist. He was, uh, I mean, he had an incredible sense of fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was, he was, you know, it, it's unfortunate, but yeah, I think through that, through his book and a couple other things, it's you know, we talked about before, just learning that all these rock stars that you hear about, you know, becoming, um, becoming, you know, like uh, addicts and stuff. And it's like, why would you become an addict when, you know, when you've got all this money, do all this stuff? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, no, they didn't become an addict. They always were an addict. You know? yeah. <laughs> now I just, now just got money to buy more shit. <laughs> I need to get the good stuff. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, we were like big fans. It, it's, it does suck that I never got a chance to go see them with you. That's, uh, that, that's, that sucks. Yeah. But, yeah, it would have been a lot more fun with you. But it was it was kind of funny because Scott, while well, you talk about his fashion sense and everything like that, for uh, for that concert he wore a dress, a full length dress, the entire concert nice. <laughs> in Atlanta. So I'm like, mm, okay. Now, I've heard about him wearing a dress when he sings "Sex Type Thing," but I've never heard about him wearing a dress like throughout the entire concert. It was maybe maybe it was the entire thing, but it was it was a good bit of the concert, right? <laughs> but I, I don't put it past him, no, not at all. Oh yeah, no, that totally sounds like him. All right, so uh, before we actually get into uh, into our actual podcast, um, let's uh, which we haven't even said what we're talking about yet either. We just oh, yeah. run our mouths. <laughs> so we'll do that um, after we take a uh, a small commercial break. Sure. Yep. Yep. So uh, yep, we're gonna go ahead and break for an ad, and we will be back. And we're back. All right. So uh, so. Uh, we've talked about, you know, <clears throat> our uh, our friendship here and our connection and our love for STP, which mm. brings us into our podcast topic today, which is our top 10 Stone Temple Pilot songs. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like we're going to have some overlap here, guys. Uh, we are. Uh, that, oh, absolutely. I mean, like, uh, it seems like these guys were, like, very impactful on all of us. So. Uh, I will say that uh, uh, when Akomi and I, before the podcast, we got something to eat because we hadn't really eaten all day. And I had my list of 17 songs. <laughs> I had gotten it down to 17 songs. And I still had to to 
cut seven and I was just like, it, when I looked at it, my list, I was just like, this one, this one, this one, this one. I was like, shit, I'm not even thinking. I was like, <laughs> and then I was down to like eight, eight songs. I'm like, okay, which one is going to make, is going to make my, my 10th, not, mm-hmm. not, not like ranking order, but just my 10th song. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was tough. I just kept flipping back and forth and I was like, oh, I want this one, but I want this one. I want this one. I want this one. <laughs> it, it was, it was hard. And I know it's going to be equal as hard when we do our Foo Fighters one too. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I think with Foo Fighters, I'm down to 25 or something <laughs> like that. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like, that's, that's what happened with me with this list was like, you know, Core has like what, 17 tracks on it. And after listening to Core, I looked over the list of everything I'd added, and it was like 14 songs, and I was like, this is not going to be easy. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think by the time I got through just like the first four albums, I had to narrow down from like 27 tracks. Wow, you yeah. man. Oh, yeah, same thing here. I, I had a, a ton, and I had to keep paring it down, but I, I think I got it down to 10, so... Uh, there's a few honorable mentions that I was just like, I wanted to put them on there, but I, I just couldn't. <laughs> I asked Takomi if he had any honorable mentions. He's like, everything that I didn't pick was an honorable mention. (laughs) (laughs) True, true, true. All right. So uh, since you are a special guest Crow fan, if you would like, I'll go ahead and let you just call it your first one. You want to start at 10 or you want to start at my my number one? uh, Well, I see mine aren't in any particular order. It's just like, here's like my 10 songs, but I I didn't have one that's like number one. Uh, So it would, however you want to throw them out there, man. Well, I'll, I'll throw out my number one song, and I think from uh, my moniker, you could probably guess what it is, but it's Big Empty. And that's what I was uh, thinking. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, originally Only Dying, but of course, uh, Scott changed the, the name to Big Empty after uh, Brandon Lee died. Oh, so, yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, that's used to me. Yeah, that's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's just an awesome song. It just, I love it, but I can't listen to it too much because it's just one of those songs that reminds you of the whole the whole uh, Brandon Lee and, and just everything. And so it's just like, ah, oh, just love it. But just very sad, very sad. So like, like watching that final interview with him. And it's like, you, you it's like, I want to watch it. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, I can't, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's hard. That's why I never like reread his biography as much as I wanted to, because it's like so heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Scott Wan's biography. There's, there's so many things. When I told people about how good it is and things, but then there, there are, there are moments in there, you know, especially when he, he gets really into like, I know I never treated her right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like, I know that I didn't do this well. And it's, and I think one thing's about it is even when he's doing that, he's like, I'm not as good a person as I should be. Yeah. yeah. But he's still like an addict at that time. He's still like actively using. And it's like, oh, it's like he's even addressing that this is what stopped me from being a better person. Mm-hmm. But I still can't stop. Yeah. It's yeah. it's 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 rough. But yeah, yeah, Big Empty is such a good song, man. It really is. Absolutely. And then uh followed by that is uh Dead and Bloated. Oh yeah, that's was, that's one on my list. Yeah, that's it, it's one of those ones that's the one that first drew me into them. I mean that that whole holding the microphone and and everything, and then just they, it just explodes. Just such a heavy and just awesome, just rock song. It oh, was yeah. just great. I just loved it. It was the second STP song I'd ever heard, and like that just immediately hooked me in as a fan. Mm. Yeah, it's it, I I I will have to say, Dead and Bloated did not make my list. Um, no, look at me. My name's Tom. <laughs> well, this is, I, had so, I had so much to choose from. <laughs> <laughs> So did it make your list? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I right. totally made my list. <laughs> All right. So so we we generally do it like a round robin thing. So 
Um, I'm gonna go to you next then, uh, if you want to. Uh, oh well, I'll just I'll just check off dead and bloated off mine there, and just say you know that that's definitely it for me. Um, you know, it's it's just it's got such a good grit to the sound, and um, I, I think Scott phrases it really well in his biography when he talks about um, he uses his voice as part of the instrumentation, basically, and you really hear that in that track. The, like he's he's like really like dragging out his voice to help carry the melody and i just i freaking love it it's great um so uh i will say so uh if you don't mind i'll go ahead and, oh yeah um by all means. big empty made my list um it was on my list as well but i i, I think it kind of had to be big empty just had to be and it's come for the same reason you you said uh crow fan which like the Crow. I mean, The Crow. And as many times as you and I have watched that movie, you know, and we know lines of dialogue from that movie and everything. It's like, you know, when that, even when the movie, when that song comes on, it's, it's, it's the two of them are so interconnected in my mind. Big Empty and The Crow. I can't hear or see one without thinking of the other. Um, and so it's, it's like a double impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Big Empty was on mine. Um, I'll, uh, I said, I did not have Dead and Bloated on mine. Um, so we're going to go to like our, like a, the next uh, next song here. Uh, I'm going to pick... Um, I'm going to pick Down. Down is good. Down. I do. I love Down. Um, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I really like Down. That's such a... I think of songs that like really... Like they just really like just thump for me. Mm-hmm. And then and in the lyrics, you know, when you're saying, you know... Will you follow me down? And it's just like, oh yeah, it's it's good. I, I love down. That's a great song. Yeah, down's pretty tight. I, I I like down as well, but unfortunately, it didn't make on my top ten. So I had dead and bloated, and you had down. So yep. sorry. No, it's no biggie. I mean, they, they they're all good songs. It's, it, it made it hard. We couldn't it's, expect. That's you what know, she said. yeah. <sighs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, we we couldn't expect them all to you know that uh, that we're all there's so many I mean like I'm, I cut mine down from seventeen uh, a comic cut is down from twenty five so yeah I mean yeah it's uh... <laughs> so what 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 would be one of your like your uh, ninth song and in sh- no particular order yeah in no particular order um for me uh I, Wicked Garden made my list oh nice I love Wicked Garden that is a good song. And, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I probably could have pulled my top 10 just off of core, honestly, but I, I love all their stuff, but yeah, I mean like Wicked Garden, like just, I, I love the lyrics to it. It's got a really good sound to it, but like, just, just like the way the lyrics flow and it's just like, it's so poetic. I, I just, I dig it. I can't get enough of it. Yeah. W- Wicked Garden is good. It did not make my list. And look at me, I like recycled jokes. <laughs> I've been cannibalizing that joke for like the past 12 podcasts, dude. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I, I, it didn't, it was just, it was, it was because I was, I, I was so torn, man. I was so torn between, you know, if it kind of like if I was on a, gonna be on a deserted island and i had to pick like 10 stp songs to take with me what would i pick and i was like i like i guess this one just doesn't make it (laughs) um it it sucks it really does but that's kind of how i had to go well you don't want wicked garden to be on your uh desert island songs if you're there by yourself 
<laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Wicked, Wicked Garden true. was definitely on my uh, list as well. Uh, just like Ukomi, I, I same thing. It's, it, it's the lyrics, it's the it's the tune and everything too, and it's just. You know, I love that line, you know, I want to walk anywhere in garden. That's the place to find you. It's like, that's where you really connect and everything. So I just always loved that song. It was definitely on, on my list. It, it's, it's good. I mean, and that's the thing we talk about him. Like his, his lyrics, he's, he, he's such a great lyricist and his lyrics, mm-hmm. are, it's, you know, it's, I mean, when you, if you're going to, if you're a musician, your lyrics are going to be poetic. Um, but his, uh, it seemed like there was more, so there was more, um, it was more than just flourish. You know, it was, yeah. it, they, there was some, there was like a, like a deeper meaning to it. Uh, it would, I like to say, it's almost as if he chose each, like each word, each line of dialogue specifically. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, as opposed <laughs> like, it's like, it, I'm, I'm, I'm still going to convey it, but I want to convey it in this way. I want to create a full image. Yeah. It's, it's like he's painting pictures with his words. And he's he's doing it in like a almost like an expressionistic kind of way, and it's it's really really impressive. It is, absolutely. All right, so, uh, so I think you're next, Turk. Is am I? Is it me now? I, I think so, right? Um, are we moving on to number seven? Because uh, I did down was my number nine. I'm sorry, number eight. Because now is my number nine. So I'm gonna break the mold here a little bit, and um, we talked about a little bit about this one at uh, at dinner, but uh, Atlanta. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Atlanta, and, and that was one of the problems with me. Is there's he has so many, um, I don't want to call them ballads. They're not really slow songs. They're just more really like deep introspective songs. Mm-hmm. And but Atlanta is one that I really I was like I was listening to it and I was like this is one that I just really like. It it, it creates a different mood in me. Yeah, yeah. And and I was like I love Atlanta. It's 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 just a great song. And, I'm assuming it didn't make either one of your lists. It didn't, unfortunately. <laughs> no, and, and the bad part is, uh, like you were saying before, I lived in Georgia there and, and actually you know, lived in Atlanta or just outside of Atlanta there for four years. And I always, it, this was one of those songs that's like I always wanted it to be one of my favorites, but for some reason it just wasn't. I, I don't know where I, why I couldn't connect on it because I've always, I've always listened to it, but I just could never have the same connection I do with so many other of his songs. Even if you haven't lived in Atlanta. I see, and that's fair. You know, it's like it's not that you don't song like it, but you just don't feel that that connection that you do with other songs. So, like some songs just grab you and they just they just mm-hmm. live with you. It's it's almost almost like they and it's gonna sound really kinda of stupid, but it's almost like they've always been a part of you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um absolutely. and and uh, You're right, that did sound kinda of stupid. No, no, I'm Look at me. My name is Comey. I want to run the podcast all by myself. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, it's, I just, I always like just how, just how like just quiet and soulful it is. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, I, yeah, Atlanta is, is, is really, is one of my favorites. Soulful is a really good way to describe wild and stuff in general. I think like, like even the, the, like the rocking tracks, they're just like, he's, he's putting soul into it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, is it back to Profan? Or, I think so, it... yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, I guess next on my list is Creep. Creep, yeah. That came so close to making my list. Mine, too. It's right there. Oh, it didn't make it. Oh, man. I love that song. And it's really, when that came out in the in the early 90s, it just, I don't know, it was how you kind of felt or how I felt, you know, you know, always having to, you know, try to ask a girl out or something like that. 
you know, think you're kind of neat. And then she tells me I'm a creep. I'm like, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that, just that letdown and that whole time in your life, you know, when you're first starting to find yourself and find love and everything and, and the way that you are treated or, or feel like you're treated by, you know, by women or girls, whatever you're going to call them and everything like that. So I don't know. That was just always been a, a favorite one of mine. And that's one of my favorite, you know, talking about the, the wild turkey before. It's probably one of my favorite uh, drunk uh, drinking songs. Really? It's creep. Yeah. I could, I could see that. I could see that really fitting with that. I've never tried listening to it while drinking, but now, now I kind of want to. <laughs> it, it, it is it is a good song, and it was on my list. And I was, it, I looked at other things, uh, and I was just like, man, uh, I was like, I really wanted wanted to be on there, and I kept looking at the other. So I'm like, because when I when I went through my list, seven songs immediately just jumped out at me, and I was I was like putting a star next to all the ones I had written down. I was like, and I was like, this one, this one, this one, this one, this, these ones have to be on the list, <laughs> and then. Um, and then I was like, okay, what about these right here? And I was like, ah, I just, I, I was like, I don't know. And, but Creep, unfortunately, just didn't make it. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't move any of those others off the list to make room for it. Gotcha. All right, uh, Akomi? Uh, so uh, it occurred to me, I'm, I'm roughly running down my stuff in like chronological order, I guess, because I just, I listened through the CDs like in order. Um, so next on my list is going to be Naked Sunday. Naked just, Sunday, good song. Yeah, it's just a banging track, man. I love it. I, I I do like Naked Sunday, and I it, it was at one point I was because my my list was already getting big, and I was like I I it'd be stupid for me to add anything else to a list that I've already got to whittle down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like really? Oh yeah, but just like even just that opening that ah whoa, I love it. It oh, is it's, good. It's so good. It, it, it's it's just a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't make my list either. Sorry, you're coming. No, that's that's fair enough. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, and Naked Sunday is a good, uh, and I I love the 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 different uh, tone his voice takes. I think he's singing through like a megaphone or something like I, that. I think and, so. Uh, but this that's this. I'm trying to make sure I'm because we're talking about so many songs here. That's the one that's got the lyric. Uh, Been waiting a while to meet you for a chance to shake your hand. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. And when it's over, and when we turn to dust, uh, who will be my Girl and who which one will I trust? I'm like that. It's like it's yeah, it's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, Nike Sunday is really nice. Um, uh, so um, uh, I'm gonna put this one on there. I just dro- go ahead and drop it now because um, just because MC5. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> MC5 makes the list. Um. And it was here's the thing. It's it's a great song. I do love it a lot. But one of the reasons why I knew it had to make the list is because Akomi and I have referred to this song so many times. <laughs> it, at least it's almost like once a podcast or every I, other podcast. I think so. Yeah. We would just randomly be like, "I broke string." So <laughs> <laughs> that was my introduction to STP. Yeah, really? I'd, I'd never heard of the band, and you played that song for me because of the broke a string thing. It was during a Heroes Con. It was during Heroes Con, we were hanging out with Wally, and you made that reference. I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. You're like, you don't know STP? <laughs> so, yeah. And, so, and, and MC5 almost made my list, but I knew you were going to have it on yours. <laughs> so. 
But I just, I was like, I, I can't not put it on the list. We talk about it all the oh, time. Oh, yeah. No, just, I, just randomly, and we just be like, I broke a string. And, oh, we, yeah, no, and I you and it. I just die laughing each time. And it's like, I mean, no, no one's going to get this. You're going to be like, oh, God, these guys are laughing at that again. <laughs> it's so damn funny. Oh, but no, no. I, I love it because to me, it's just like, it is like the perfect indie rock song. It's just like, just, it just everything. Say you don't want it. No, you don't want it. Oh, just, and it does just rock, too. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it is thumping, man. I and I know it. it's probably going to sound kind of stupid. People are like, well, of course, but. But, you know, it's uh, I'm a tribute to the band MC5, I'm assuming, you know, right. which I don't know too much about them, except for the lead singer had, like, the most rock and white afro I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> so if you've, if you've never seen MC5 and look it up, this guy's got, like, I'm like, holy shit. And for a white guy, you got quite the afro on you. Uh, I, I think he, he, had, he, had like, he had, like, a full, like, facial hair thing. Oh, wow. And uh, dude, can you look it up real quick? Sure, yeah. He it was like... he. God, this could sound so fucking racist. But if if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, he looked like like he would have been an extra from Planet of the Apes. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah, I'm looking uh, up too. I'm not seeing a white afro. No. Oh well, let me go. Okay, come on, look at that dude. Look at that right there. That guy's a white guy with that huge hair. It's like two of them. That <laughs> oh, that's what you mean. I thought you meant like an afro that was white. No, 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 no. no it's no, a white, white guy, guy with, with an afro. Okay. Yeah. No, no the, the guy I know I'm thinking of the guy with the guy with the with the facial with the Planet of the Apes guy. That's um, Mungo uh, Jerry. Mungo Jerry. Yeah. Mungo Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me look really bad that I immediately knew you were talking about Mungo Jerry. So. Mungo Jerry. <laughs> Thank you, Tony Stark. <laughs> so thanks a lot for throwing me under the bus there, dude. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just like. <laughs> I corrected myself and like, no, I saw it's all me. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was like, wow, that's uh but yeah, I, I just I had to put that on there and I was like, I, I can't I can't deny that one anymore. <laughs> I want to sing to you. You know, I have gotta say this, we keep talking a lot about um about Scott Weiland and uh and because I'm a Weiland fan, I feel a certain way about the uh the Leo brothers. Because mm-hmm. they, they talked a lot of shit about Weiland, but at the same time, it's got to be really difficult to have a band, to have this guy. Any Anytime you have a rock band, if you have a lead singer, that lead singer is the band. Oh, That's yeah. who everybody yeah. knows, you know. Um, and to have that and then him to be strung out sometimes and not do this and not do that. Mm-hmm. And you guys are still trying to carry on. And, it, of course, everyone's going to side with him. It's like, who the fuck are you guys? Right. But I've heard them talk so much shit. It's really kind of hard for me to be like, uh, to take their side versus his side. But I'm just going to say the DeLeo brothers, they made some rocking ass tunes, too. I mean, the lyrics are, are fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it's that nice merging of the lyrics and just the, everything else. And they they need they deserve a lot of credit for that. The yeah. guitars and everything, they're fantastic. So I'm just gonna say that. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, is it you? Or is it go back to uh, Crofan next? Ooh, my turn again. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> I'm gonna have to go with Still Remains. Oh, nice. That's uh, that to me is is you know before I you know found my my soulmate that that's the song. It's like ooh, that's what love is. Yeah. Uh, see, see, Still Remains. Is that the one that has the um? Yeah, if you should die before me, ask yes. if you can bring a friend. So, so I, I remember, I remember years ago that that was a lyric that you called out that you were like, that was your idea of like love, like that was it. You know, it's like if you should die before me, ask if you could bring a friend, and you, I, you mentioned that to me, and that's always stuck in my head. Yeah, that's powerful. 
Yeah, there's that line and then the line about, um, you know, oh, I can't remember exactly what it is off the top of my head now, but it's, it's about you take the bath. If you take a bath, I'll drink the water that you leave. You know, yeah. it's just like, like man, man, that's, that's commitment. commitment. <laughs> <laughs> you drink from bath water. So, but no, I just always love that song. Still remains as good. You know, I get that goes back to kind of what I was saying about the, the Atlanta. It's a soulful song. It yeah, just yeah. it just it strikes deep inside of you. Yeah, and like yeah, I, I think people often overlook those songs because you know they they usually think of STP as like kind of this hard rock, this all rock band, and it's like now nah, they've they've got some really good introspective stuff that's just beautiful. All right, all right, me, coming. Um, I, I'm gonna put Cracker Man down for my next one. Nice, it's that, a, that's a fun one man <laughs> cracker man is a good song i love cracker man that was so close on my list i had to i had to take it off i was like i hated that i love cracker man yep. yeah for me it was a toss-up between cracker man and like a, and like one or two others and that one finally went out and i just i, I love it it's just it's a kick-ass song uh <laughs> cracker man almost made my list and so this is what's going to be bad is i when when putting songs on my list i chose Instead of going Cracker Man, I went Wet My Bed, <laughs> which then so that didn't make my list. Oh, <laughs> and I really wanted, I really wanted, wanted to be on there, and it's like, and I, I chose that one over Cracker Man. I remember like thinking about like it was like Cracker Man. I was like, but oh, but Wet My Bed. It's like out oh, of the two of those, which one? <laughs> which I was like, oh, it's got to be Wet My Bed. And then in the end, it didn't make either uh, make the list. It was like. <laughs> I love Wet My Bed, but that one had to grow on me. Like, the first time I heard it, it was like, what in the hell am I listening to? <laughs> and then the second time I listened to it, it was like, I think this is kind of like a Nicolas Cage thing. I think it's actually genius. And I'm just catching on to it. And so now, now I love it. <laughs> and you and, I, you and I, we quote unquote sing it all the time. We actually, even on the way to dinner, we were singing. <laughs> no, it was, it was at dinner. Yeah, we were, like, it was, it was at the table while they were bringing us the food. <laughs> Where's my last cigarette? <laughs> and I love how after all that, like they, they're like, okay, now what? <laughs> like, all right, we sang your song, Scott. Now what? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go ahead and do my next one here, yep. and uh, the uh, suit that you wear. Oh yeah, I love suit that you wear. Yeah. Uh, so suit that you wear was um I was like, yep, I I got to go with the album because that is one that I really like and I think from the first time I heard it, you know, um just that that, that opening line is like, "Hey you." And then then that guitar riff, I love suit that you wear and then when you get to the chorus, it's so nice. And I think it's because um see uh thing. Uh suit that you wear I think is on Shangri-La Da. Um and Days of the week is on. Thank you. It might be the other way around, but I mean, it's if uh, Shangri Lies. I even I tried to listen to it again to do this list, and I just I really could not connect with any of the songs on there. Um, they, they were good, but I just couldn't connect with them. And I kind of feel the same way about five. There's only a handful, like maybe only maybe two or three songs on five that I really connect with. Right, right. The songs are good, but they just don't have the same impact that some of the other ones did. And Shangri Lies is kind of the same way. But uh, but I did have to go with suit that you wear because I from the time I heard that one and I don't think it was ever a big hit for him even though I think it was kind of like a popular song but it was one that just just drilled right into me. I I, was, I had the same issue. I, I went through all of the all the albums and everything, and it's like there's only like 
I think one or maybe two songs on my list that were not on like the first two albums. Um, yeah. and, and I think it's just cause I, I, I God, I just, I fell in love with those first two albums and I, and, and, and you had to put up with it cause you, you were in my car like 99% <laughs> of the time. It's like, that's like almost all that I played, uh, was those first two albums just to death. So, but yeah, I had a hard time picking anything from, from the other ones. <laughs> so just because you mentioned this, I gotta say, so at the time, uh, Crow fan drove a Mustang. Hmm. And, nice. and Crow fan is one of the few people I, uh, yeah, few. I'm mean, when I say few, I'm talking about like out of three, right? That that I completely like trust his driving. And we've been through some shit. We we were then a rainstorm. Uh, I think what things when we're going to like Heroes Con, and no no joke, man, the rain was coming down so hard. That we had to wear sunglasses just to gray it out so you could see. Wow. I mean, you you would go like under uh, an overpass. Yeah. And on the other side, it was a solid wall of white. Jeez. And we're wearing sunglasses driving in the rain and um, and just just so you could kind of get that gradient there because you couldn't see shit. Yeah. Wow. And I, I, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I know I'll never forget it. Not like it was like, oh my goodness. But it was just one of those things. At one point, we started the hydroplane. Yeah. And he shot his hand out and like over my chest. So like kind of hold me. I was like, I'm like, I'm good, man. But it's like, dude, wow. thanks, man. <laughs> and uh, and I think I think we ended up driving. I'm not sure if that was the same time. I think well, I don't think it was the same time. I think it was the second time that we had gone um, uh, back when we were um, looking for. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, exit ten. Uh, Oh yes, ten B. Exit one hundred eight. Yeah, one hundred eight. It's like you telling me, and it was like ten B. And it's like, dude, there's there's no one hundreds up here. What are you talking about? Yes, yeah, it's right here. We're supposed to be on exit. This is before GPS and everything, and we're just driving, looking at the damn directions, and it's like, yeah, okay, we're, okay, we're, we're we're getting really close. We can look for exit one hundred eight. I'm like, dude, we're at like exit fifteen. I don't know, how exit one hundred eight's anywhere close. And it was exit 10B. The, 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 the funny part, yeah, I got a little pissed about that one. But the funny part is driving back. That's when you're like, oh, yeah, I just got this new Robin book, man, and I, and I want to open it up. Can I borrow it? I think it's time for an ad break. <laughs> no, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> and I said, okay, but be careful. It's sharp. And so what does he do? He takes it and cuts right across the front edge of it. And it splits through two layers of plastic. And he's like, holy shit, I barely even ran the blade across it. <laughs> Did it actually cut the book or not? I can't remember. My spider bite is acting up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yes, sounds cut, like it did. It cut through. <laughs> Mr. Mr. I drive with this tanto knife. I got this tanto knife. It's so awesome. And you can drive this in girl car door, right? <laughs> and that's what he decides to keep in his car. So when I say I need something to open up the, the, the poly bag in this Robin book, he's like, here, use this. Well, yeah. <laughs> So, if for anyone that's ever had a tanto knife, or, or if someone you know someone that has one, you don't use it if you just want to cut open something, say like an envelope, right? You don't. You just actually 
hovered the blade over the object, and it'll just slice right open. You don't actually need to touch the blade to it. I mean, you know that's the cut, that's the blade that the samurai would use to commit suicide, right? (laughs) This is designed for slicing open human stomachs, not not poly bags. So, so yeah, so I I just sliced through uh, my my uh, Robin like. Uh, Robin 2 limited issue series number one Jeez. in the poly bag and slice right through the cover <laughs> as well. <laughs> Ass face. <laughs> that was the same time we stopped at that restaurant and that girl was hitting on me and she asked me for my phone number and I couldn't remember it. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. I think there's a niner in there somewhere. <laughs> a niner we call from a walkie talkie? <laughs> Oh shit! Man, what a great party! I got six numbers. One more, and I would have a whole phone number. <laughs> Good job, Kevin. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was uh, that was that was kind of bad. But we were in, we were in North Carolina, so it's not like, like we were ever gonna hook up or whatever. But uh, but yeah, I and I couldn't remember my own phone number. Talk about drawing a blank. I'm like, shit, a girl's talking to me. Panic button, panic button. Abort, abort, evacuate bells. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I, I do think that we, we do need to probably stop for for that. Right? Uh, yeah, we're, we're at about the half hour mark. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So uh, we'll take an ad and we'll come back with our next, uh, I guess, five or six uh, on our list. Yeah. All right, and we're back. Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Welcome back to WCRUD. (laughs) I was was thinking of, uh, it's like, (laughs) if you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? (laughs) I know I would. (laughs) Put mustard relish on myself. I'd be delicious. (laughs) Hey! <laughs> Cropane, you've seen that, right? I, you are so great about remembering every detail of every movie, <laughs> and it's like I, I, I know it's, it's it's familiar, but I can't I can't tell you what it's from. It's a uh, Saturday Night Live bit with Will Ferrell where he's doing Harry Carey. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> and I love how he like he he it's I think it's pretty clear that he knows he's forgotten the next line. Yeah, and he goes, hey. Hey! <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. I'm so crow fan. It's on to you, sir. Oh, wow. Okay, so since we were just talking about uh, from later albums and everything, uh, I'm going to have to throw out Sour Girl. Oh, yeah. Damn, Sour and, Girl's good. And the biggest reason for me is that one's just so damn catchy. I it find is. myself just sometimes when my mind just wanders and everything, you know, you, you, there, there it goes. Here's the sour girl nation at me. And I'm and just like, oh, it's just right there. So that's the one that always just kind of pops in my head and then I can't get it out. Oh, yeah. It, it is good. And as I love that, you know, you know, she turned away. What was she looking at? She was a sour girl that, you know, they, they met, but the day that I met her and then she was a happy girl the day that I left her. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. But there's a line in there that Akomi and I were talking about on the way on the way back from dinner, which is uh, when he says, "You know, um, 
No, no, I'm sorry. That's not sour. Is it? No, it's, it's I've got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got you. Where he he makes a line there. It's like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, sour girl. It was it was on my list, and I was actually debating when I made my final check, and I was like, sour girl, no, sour girl, yes. I was like, oh, it's right there, and it's like on my list. It's uh, sour girl, and then creep again. Not in any particular order, but they were right there, and I just had to like choose, and she, uh, she didn't make the list. Poor sour girl. Yeah, too bad. Wait, did she make your list? Nah, nah. It's it's so hard, man. It is hard. <laughs> it was yes, so hard. Absolutely. Because like, yeah, I mean, that was that was in like pretty much the final running for me, and I wound up dropping it. Um. So I guess it's me next. It is you. Um, so like I said, I'm, I'm just going down myself roughly chronologically. Um. So next, I've got Interstate Love Song, ah. which I feel like would be on. It's on, much, it's on my list. It's on your it's, okay. it's on my list as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I got to it first then. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, like, it's I, so good. I mean, like, I, I don't even know what more I can say about it. But it's just like, it's just such a damn good song. It, it, it's, I, I love it. It had the story it tells, mm-hmm. too. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I love the, the, the difference in the lyrics and everything when he goes like, you know, all of these things I said to you, and then all these things, things he said, said to me. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, it's it's so good. And it's uh, a quick song too. Very short, yeah. But it's got that it's got that line feeling like a hand in rusted shame. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Uh, oh. Just it paints such a picture. And I love the music video, even though it doesn't really it doesn't really say anything as far as the song goes. But I do love the music video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it makes me feel a little old when it's yeah, keep a dime for the truth you might tell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's like, ooh, that's that's kind of a long time ago. Oh, <laughs> I love God. that, I lo- and I love the opening too. That's that's oh the, God, yeah. That opening chorus or chord and everything that they played, everything just like pulls you right in. Oh yeah, sucks you right into the song. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, Interstate Love Song is a, is a beautiful song. So um, I guess since we're since we're on that, um, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna switch gears that fast. So I'm actually <laughs> gonna go to. Uh, which is probably on. I, I like to think that Crow Fan is on your list. You're tripping on a hole in a paper heart. That's on my list. <laughs> no, it's actually not. I, oh, I love what? that song, but I, it didn't make the cut. Really? Yeah. Man. I I I. Uh, that was one. That was like the the, the number eleven. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that definitely made my list. Yeah, for me, it's that, that opening riff, too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then just, I love the the line. It's like, don't cut out my paper heart. You know, I ain't dying anyway. You know, yeah. it's just, uh And, of course, that's where we get Not Dead and Not For Sale. Right. So. God, it's good. Yeah. All dressed up on Wednesday. You know, to keep on tripping anyway. It's, ah, oh, God, it's, it's so good. That's one of those songs that just sends, like, cold shivers down my spine. Like I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. It's so good, and I think one of the thing lines I really love about that, you know, is uh, so uh, yeah, was it keep your bankroll lottery, eat your salad day, deathbed motorcade? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's it. When you like break that down, oh yeah, you know, it's like you know, oh. so so that's actually one of the biggest reasons it's not on my top ten is because he says everything so fast, and it's not one of the I and and. Again, you've had to deal with this for many years, uh, Turk. Is I love to sing the songs, and I couldn't sing that one because there's too many lyrics sung way too fast. So I, that, that's the only best. But I love the song; it's a great song. I so I I 
I, I don't know for fact, but if I think about it, the the line in the in like the the next verse where he says, "Fake the heat to scratch the itch," you know, it's it it it's a very drug reference to me. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you know, fake the heat to scratch the itch. Like you know, I I need to get I need to get high. Yeah, you know, yeah. oh, oh I you know I, I don't feel good or whatever. It's like you know, uh, and then of course you've got the skinned up knees and salty lips. Where I'm not even gonna you know. <laughs> they, yeah. <laughs> Got to yeah. pay for it somehow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. So I believe it is Crowfan next. Okay. Um, one of my favorites is uh is Plush. Plush almost made my list. I love Plush. It did not make mine either. Oh uh, no! God, it, it was, was hard, hard, dude. It was hard. <laughs> What, what really threw this one over the, the line for me was, I don't know if you remember, because I think you were with me. We went to, like, Charleston, South Carolina, and there was a record store we went into, and I found, uh, like, the the unplugged version of uh, the songs that I think they sung on, like, MTV, but they never actually uh, put out a, a, an unplugged CD. But the store had one, and so I bought it. I remember that. I loved it because... It, this is the that was the song to me that sh- that showed if you were really a fan or not because there's that there's that part where you get close to the end and then there's the pause and then everybody starts clapping I'm like Yo, right. right and it's like the song's not over yet it's not over don't clap it's like idiots <laughs> and so that, that was just like I I just always love that song and the whole it, thing about you know you know take time for the uh, oh, healing hand or hand to heal for the wounded hand yeah yeah for the wounded hand yeah thank you oh yeah. Because it likes to heal, it likes to steal, yeah. And I love that I'm half the man I used to be. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you and I used to talk about that all the time. What was it? What what, what were we referencing when we were doing Oh, shit, I forget what it was now. It was something, that, you know. Mortal Kombat or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> Just like, get over here. I'm half the man I used to be. Oh, that's fantastic. And I feel as the dawn fades to gray. That's God, those, I mean, those are some deep lyrics when you listen to it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. God, I just love that song. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that always bugged me, man. There's people that start clapping and everything. I'm like, what, do you not know the song? What the fuck are you clapping about? Stop clapping. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why are you there if you're not that big of a fan? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. But plush is a good song, and and it's I'm a lot of times when they do like an acoustic version of a song. I, I'm not really cool with it, but Plush is one that I do like as an acoustic. And I think it was it was released as an acoustic on a couple of your albums too. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. All right, sir, it's on to you. Sorry, my uh, my headphones are falling apart. Um, so my next one, a little bit uh, unconventional, I think. I don't I don't know if this would make a lot of people's I, lists. I know what it is. Art school girlfriend. I do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love art school. When you mentioned unconventional, I was like, I knew we'd already talked about you. Yep. Gonna make your list, and you hadn't named it yet. And it's unconventional. It's yep, gotta be yep, art yep. school girlfriend. Art school girlfriend. I love it. That's uh, an awesome song. Oh, That's what yeah. I always thought about too. Is that art school girlfriend and. Man, it's great, but they're crazy sometimes too. I'm just that's an awesome song. Yeah, it oh, yeah. It's so it's so evocative. And uh, that that shift when it just gets to the five or more times I told you five or more times oh. so good. It it is good, uh, but I think that's yeah. so that's on um that's on Tiny Music, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you get a lot of like kind of experimental songs in Tiny Music, which mm-hmm. I which I do like. But and I do like Our School Girlfriend, but I it just 
again with all everything else i just could not put that on the list man yeah, it was it was it is good though but just it it didn't make it for me yeah and that's fair and i i get why it wouldn't make everybody's list but like for me just like you know be, being kind of in the art scene so to speak it was like it, it really clicked with me uh so what about uh what about you profan yeah like i said i i love the song unfortunately it just wasn't uh it just didn't make my list Okay, so uh, I've got, let's see, uh, i got three songs left, and um, and my, my I think I'm going to go with the one here that I think that one of you should at least have this on your list, and then my other two I know I'm pretty sure neither one of you are going to have, um, Big Bang Baby. That's not on mine. Really? No, yeah. not mine either. Wow, that's surprising. Oh, I love Big Bang Baby. I yeah. like it, yeah. I mean, no. Yeah, it just it didn't cut it for me. Yeah, I, I love Big Bang Baby. I love the, the the music, the way the way it sounds, you know, everything about it. You know, we used to see in color, now it's only black and white because the world is colorblind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. As I love it. Does anybody know how the story really goes, or do we all just hum along? I mean, it, it's it's such... Uh, it's it's such good lyrics, and in this, the way it's presented. I think that's another thing is like when you take a song like that, and um, you can tell that as like a slower song or as a ballad. But if you're gonna put it with more of a poppy tune, mm-hmm. and it sounds different, and it almost disguises what the song is about, um, and you're like, you know, you're just like, oh, this is really good, and then you're like, wait a minute, that's not, um, <laughs> that's that's not what 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 this is. This isn't a happy song at all. Hey, <laughs> wait a minute, I feel cheated. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. all right, Crowfan, what you got next? All right, I, I'm kind of like you. I think my last two are probably going to be on anybody else's list, but uh, I'm going to go with Loungefly. Oh, oh yeah, man. it is on. It is on my list of seventeen, and uh, <laughs> and it was there. But I do like Lounge Fly, but yeah. it didn't make my list. Yeah, it didn't make my final cut. But damn, I love Lounge Fly. Yeah, I love that. My favorite line in there is that yeah, "Please refill my soul." You know, and it's oh just, yeah, uh, it's just such a great, great thing. And and uh, it, it, you're probably gonna laugh at this, but I, I I've always considered myself a little bit of a Lounge Fly, and how you can actually uh, take any song and make it into a country music song. And I hate country. Jane, um, uh, Turk knows this. I hate country music, <laughs> but you can turn any country, any song into a country music just by singing it twangy enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. It is. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I do like lounge fly and I love the, uh, I love the way the 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 way that the, the music and the tempo is with that song the way it's done. It's it it's it's different. It's it's got a, such a different vibe to it. Yeah, I do yeah. love it. And I God, I really wanted it to be on my list, and I just couldn't find a way to uh, put it on there. Yeah, no, I really dig it. All right, what you got next? Uh, next, I got Church on Tuesday. Church on Tuesday. Yeah, that is a good song. Yeah, it's. I didn't didn't make my list, unfortunately. Uh, and I get that. I, I'd like I said, I think my last few were pretty weird like that. Um, but no, I just, I, I really dig it. It's like, it's, it's kind of got like that, that undertone to it of, you know, man, uh, how, how, how exactly does it go? I want to make sure I get it right. Um, 
while they're still drinking. Or father starts smoking, brothers still drinking, and your mom is going to church on Tuesday. Or uh, uh, it's, it's yeah, I, I can't think of it right now because I, I listened to like their entire yeah, like, discography. Yeah. That's that's my exact <laughs> problem day. is that I'm, I'm, I was like, all in one day actually. Yeah, because like I've just binged through everything. So hold on, let me just pull up the lyrics because like it's so. Like, it, it really resonated with me, and that's why I added it to it. Um, father's always smoking, and your mom's at church on Tuesday, and your brother's always drinking and dying. There yeah. we go. Yeah, just like that. That line is like, damn, that is good. <laughs> that's the one that's like, it goes, uh, and that was the next line's like, and I still... Um, I'll find a way to you someday. Uh <laughs> What'd you, what you do? Um, <laughs> and I don't believe it. Is she really gone again? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, I, I really dig it. It's got a great sound to it, too. It does. Just like that, that beat to it. Father's always smoking in. Your mom's at church on Tuesday. Oh, it is good. I, I I didn't have that one in there. It's I God, it was so hard. So I'm looking at some of the other ones. I'm like, I'm like, I feel I'm like, almost like I'm like competing with you guys over like, like who can get the better song. <laughs> it's just hard, man. This is such a great band that had you know so many great songs, and it's it's a it's a tribute that we can find so many different ones. We had a hard time actually paring it down to ten. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's kind of interesting that there was not as much duplication amongst us as I thought there would. Yeah, have been. yeah, I thought I thought there'd be a lot of overlap. <clears throat> I knew I'd be standing alone on Art School Girl. <laughs> 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 and I, and I, I knew that if uh, if I, if I had picked wet my bed, I would have been alone. <laughs> <on that one. laughs> uh, so my next one, I've done my next two, and I'm not really quite sure which one to which one to end on. So. Uh, uh, have you checked the bathtub? She sleeps there sometimes. <laughs> Water cleanses, you know. Makes new. Um, so, uh, Heaven and Hot Rods. Mm-hmm. Heaven and Hot Rods. I love that one. That is a really good one. That almost made my list. It, it rocks. It, it just straight up rocks. Heaven yeah, and Hot yeah. Rods is it's, shit. It's jamming. And I think I think 4 kind of edges out some of the other albums for me, just because it has a lot of songs that just straight up just rock. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't dis- I don't discount the other ones, but Four just has a lot of songs that just they just they just come out just like bam. They they're really hitting you and getting you motivated. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not, maybe the, the lyrics aren't all as you know as introspective as some of the others, but the 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 music just gets you pumped. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. But Heaven and Hot Rods is one I really, really dig. And I told you earlier, I almost I thought I put Kitchenware and Candy Bars on there, mm-hmm. and then when I look back at it, it's like no, I hadn't. But and but it was it was close. It was close. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Heaven and Hot Rods, it's there. Kitchenware and Candy Bars is really good too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I didn't. I don't mind either. Unfortunately. Yeah, I, I didn't think so. And so, uh, so what do you have next? Uh, yeah, so yeah, last I, I, one, isn't it? Last round. Uh, yeah, I've only so. got one left. Yeah, yeah. I've only got one left, and it's a, it's a Silver Gun Superman. Oh, oh nice! Yeah. That is a hell of a. It gets release. it gets really back to that dead and bloated type of uh, song where it's just super heavy, and it's one of those when I'm in like a, uh, I don't know, just just a weird mood, and I just want to hear something really hard and everything. I, and I love that opening line. I, I find you in the dark, read you like a cheap surprise. I just I love that, you know. 
Yeah. Uh, didn't, have, didn't the one lyric say, tell me how to frame your name? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's, yeah. God, those, those lyrics are just, they're, yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. Jealousy is a weapon. You kill me. You know, it's just, just, man, I, just, I, I love the lyrics. I love how hard it is. It's, it, it, that and Dead and Bloated are the two just kind of really hard ones for me that I just love to listen to, to let off steam and everything else too. So. It, it, that is that is a good song, man, and uh, I, I I contemplated it. And unfortunately, it didn't get on my list, um, but it was one that I did I did like kind of run around in my head for quite a while. Yep, yep, yep. All right. So uh, my last one is going to be Hickory Dichotomy. Oh, Ooh. we went to went to five, yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. And I didn't think I would make it all the way to five, and it was tough because like Sex and Violence was oh, Sex and Violence so was close. Good. It was so close to being my last one, and I love that song so much, but Hickory Dichotomy is just banging, man. <laughs> it's, I like Hickory Dichotomy. Um, the, 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 weird, the word, the title is kind of weird sounding when it's sung, but in, for sometimes it, it kind of just pulls me out, but then the rest of the song keeps me in. Yeah. Well, for me, it's that, it's that opening. It's that introduction, that all right, all right, all right, all right. So good. It is good. And five was not a disappointment at all for them to be away for so long to come mm-hmm. back, and you know people like you. Do they still have it? Yeah, they still have it. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was good. It was good. All right. So, uh, so for me, um, <laughs> before before I drop my last one, there I had uh, three songs that weren't already mentioned, and that uh, I was like, I was like, man, it's like I'm not quite sure which one I want to go with, and and uh, and I so. Uh, and so I know because I mentioned that one earlier. Mm-hmm. I love that that that's that slow kind of balladic like song, and it's it's just so deep. I love and so I, it's one of those songs I could just kind of just relax to, and just mm-hmm. it's it's good. And then tumble in the rough. I love tumble in the rough. That's such a good song. Uh, huh? That's a very nice. Yeah, but I, that that didn't go. And then unglued, unglued oh. is so good. But in the end, my last song is uh, Army Ants. Oh, wow. I love Army really? Ants, dude. Wow. Yeah, yeah. There's something, something about that, that about that beat and everything. I love Army Ants. Um, it's, it's a good beat. And, so, and I, was, I was like, I, I just knew because it was one that I, I like so much. And it, I hear it and, uh, and I was like, yep, I, I got to go, go, go with Army Ants. Um, I can dig it. Very and, nice. Very nice. So I was, and I knew I was knew that wasn't going to be on anyone else's, um, on anyone else's list, and uh, and I, I know I feel like a like a shit now because I can't think of what song it is. I know it's one of the ones on here, and I'm thinking it's probably, I don't think it's Army Ants. I think it's Unglued, the one that they used to play, um, uh, MTV News. They used to play a little snippet of the STP song for MTV News back when Kurt Loder used to do MTV News, and I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think what song it is. It was it was like like whenever they would cut the MTV, they would say open up and have that little thing here. And I was like, and and of course, yeah, it, it always made me think of STP. Um, but yeah, the Army Ants, like I said, was just it was just really good, and I just loved that one. And it just had to it had to go in there when everything else I was looking at it. And again, it's not it's not that it was a really a better song. It just it just had something that always just keyed into me, and I just dug it. Very nice. So, Awesome. Uh, so the, so I uh, um Shangri La Di Da. I yeah, I always said that that's like their 
my least favorite album there. If you want to say worst album, what are your feelings, Crow fan? Oh, yeah. Um, I probably had to agree with that. I mean, Shangri-La Did Not was, was definitely not one of my favorites. Um, and, and again, for me, it's and the, those first two albums are just so freaking awesome. Uh, I kept wanting more and more to come, but it was, I could only find like one or two songs off every album after those two that that were would ring to me as true as the first two albums did. So I always had a problem after that. Yeah. Now I can see that. Uh, and yeah, that one that was one that I was really I was really hyped for, and then when it came out, I was like, I'm not I'm not really I'm not feeling I'm not feeling the love. You know, the music, I guess, I wasn't feeling like the music loved me as much as the other ones did, you know? Um, and so, and it's, it's, they're not bad songs. They just don't, they're just not, they're not in in harmony with, with me. Uh, with the exception of, like I said, the, the suit that you wear thing. So, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, it, it's, like I said, not bad, not bad at all, but um it just it didn't ring. Yeah. I just don't know it as well as I know the first four albums. Like the first four albums I've just like engulfed so many times and like I really don't know Shangri La quite as well. I know it was very significant to Scott. Like he felt very strongly about it, but that's like that's about all I really know about it. You know, I've thought so yeah, I've told you before and I, we've had this uh, conversation on like either uh Crova Game Bar, one of them that when I first listened to Beck's Midnight Vultures, mm-hmm. like I didn't like it, and I was like, "What is this?" Like it just didn't hit with me. And I put it, I put it up, and I didn't come back to it for a year. And it was one day I was like cleaning my, I was cleaning my room, and I was playing some music, and um, and I was like, you know what? I haven't listened to this for a while. Let me go ahead and put it in there and see if it sucks as much as I remember it sucking. I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, this album is amazing! Yeah. I love this album. Like, how did I sleep on this for a year?" <laughs> and so when I went back to Shangri, I was like, yeah, "I was like, all right, let, let me see if I'm gonna have that same Midnight Vultures effect." And I and I didn't. And I was like, "Okay." I, I was kind of hoping. I was kind of hoping. At the same time, I was like, "Please tell me I didn't sleep on this thing for like you know a decade, right?" But at the same time, I was like, "I don't want them to have a." A, a, an album that is it was really bad so I was, I was kind of torn but in the end i was like yeah it, it still didn't it didn't change anything about how i felt oh oh man so that was i, I like that and we still have to come back and do our food fighters one which is gonna be whew. I, I i i think with food fighters we might have like two songs i, I don't think there's probably gonna there might be might be a song that all three of us will have probably but i don't think that we'll have one that'll have uh we'll be lucky if we'll if we'll have like a one that'll that'll have like both of us like two of us yeah on that yeah. agreeing um, yeah you definitely like to go into the deep tracks yeah yeah well yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, i'm gonna tell you right now i don't know if it'll make if it'll make my um make my final cut because i do have some but um a320 Foo fighter song from the uh, godzilla soundtrack I do love that song a lot, and um, and I like I don't I don't think it'll probably make my final cut, but it is one that I really really like, and uh, and I guess you might even call that like a deep cut there because it is only on the Godzilla soundtrack. Yeah, that's pretty deep to me, dude. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that is definitely a deep cut. <laughs> there was just one time they sang this song once on concert. That's the one I love. <laughs> <laughs> So when it comes to Foo Fighters, I actually have a bunch of uh, uh, 
a bunch of, not, not any full songs. They're just like uh, like sections of a song that they sang on like a uh, different like a uh, talk shows and things like that. Things like you know, it did a couple of lyrics from "Born on the Bayou." Uh, they did like a. Uh, like one of the verses from like "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time" and stuff. Yeah, I know. I know they did uh, "Larger Than Life" uh, and shit. They did um, "Wanna Be" by Spice Girls. Yeah, and then, like awesome. they, they only did like the opening line from that, but like they they got the instrumentation perfect. So I, those none of those I would I included, and uh, even when when thinking about the Foo Fighters, I didn't even think about like "Darling Nikki" because it's not. That's, it's not that's the one I was gonna bring up, man. That one's actually really cool. It is, it is. But I didn't, and and we we'll say that for Foo Fighters discussion. But I didn't, I didn't put that on my list because it wasn't on an album, hmm. you know. And that's why. And I was like, because I, I figured that was such a such a deep cut that I was like, ah, it doesn't really seem right to go. Um, but I still have one more deep cut on there. Um, but but yeah, so uh, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, that this one, that one's gonna be really, really tough for me. The SCP was tough because, again, um, you know, SCP used to be like my, my number one band. People would say, "What's your favorite rock, like band? What's your favorite group?" It would be SCP. And then when they broke up, you know, you know, before Five came out, and I was like, "Well, I they're still number one band, but it's like I, I kind of felt bad about not bad, but I didn't feel right saying this is my number one band who's never gonna make any more music ever again." You know, it, it's different if you got something like like Led Zeppelin, right? But still, it's like. Really, you you have found another group that you can say I really like, outside of this one that hasn't performed in like you know three decades or whatever, and then of course you know Foo Fighters were there and I was like I do love the Foo you know and and they not to say they replaced but I had the same affection for them that I do for STP were like I'm listening to the album I'm not hearing a bad song you yeah, know yeah. some I don't like as much as others but I'm not hitting a bad song there and I'm like I like the Foo they're my number one. And they're still putting out music. And then side projects that they've done, like, uh, you know, like uh, uh, them Crooked Vultures. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah, put yeah. on a hell of a live show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and you talk about, uh, you know, asking about your, your favorite band and everything. Are you still asking people who's your favorite new kid? Uh, well, I think everyone says it's Joey. <laughs> no, no, so some people say some people say Donnie. <laughs> don't make me get this. Please don't go, girl. <laughs> oh my god! Did you kiss your mother with that tongue? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. Hey, hey, uh, hey, crow fan. <laughs> crow fan. No, 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 I'm sorry. I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> 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 Go ahead, Dirt. Mummy came in my mouth. <laughs> oh my oh, god. <laughs> no. <laughs> you gotta tell that story, man. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Never too hot, never too cold for fucking. I'm my best piece of pussy on a humid day. 
<laughs> what? Hey, he knows what I'm talking about. It's uh, uh, yeah. the right thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm shaking my head no, but yes, I'm, I'm yeah. bored. <sighs> oh. oh, but yeah, so. Uh, but no, no, he's got to tell the story. Oh, well. <laughs> no. Don't let him get away with that shit. <laughs> It was, it was from the Monster Squad, which is a movie about a whole bunch of little kids who try and fight, you know, monsters and everything. And there's this one scene where the the, the kid, you know, yell is in bed. Eugene. Yeah, okay. Glad, glad you remember that. Well, because because the, 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 the military shows up and is like, all right. And he goes, he's like, Yo, where's it? Where's Eugene? Where's the monster? There you go. So anyway. So, um, yeah, but the little kid was in bed this day, and he calls his dad in, and, and, and you know, you, oh, no, it was, it was the end there. You're right when he said, you know, mommy came in, in my closet, you know, and it's just like, why would you have a little kid say something like that, you know? So, and then it, it of, of course, morphed um, <laughs> by Turk. No, 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 yeah, no. That, that sounds like something Turk would say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! No, so the, so the, the kid hears a noise. He wakes up in the middle of the night. He opens up the closet, and the mummy's in his closet. And he ends up calling the military, which is so stupid. But he calls the military, and then the end, the military shows up, and that guy's like, he's got the cigar. And he's like, all right. And he's like, where is he? Where is Eugene? Where's the monster? And then he, and that little boy comes in. And he's like, mummy came in my house, and then Crowfan <laughs> was like. Well, one day when we were, you know, he decided, he was like, oh, you know what I feel like doing today? I think I'm just going to make fun of Turk. And, like, I'm going to tell him everything he says I'm going to twist and pervert. Like, you know, I can just swallow Mighty Max whole and all this kind of stuff. Right? Yeah, all that kind I of shit. I was the one who perverted that. You did. You did. Why <laughs> the hell am I friends with you? <laughs> anyway. And then he was, he was like. Welcome to the podcast, Crow fan. That's a sign that you've done well. <laughs> He was like, mommy came in my mouth. And I was like, oh, why would you say that? Why would you say that? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't remember that at all. I think you made it all up. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something Turk would make up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't remember that at all. I've never heard of possessing a possessor. <laughs> he didn't make that up. <laughs> Oh I could use for gays. <laughs> <laughs> you had to watch the Orange uh, Julius. Yeah, the, the Orange Julius sketch <laughs> SNL with uh, Sylvester Stallone, where Will Ferrell goes to buy a computer, and Sylvester Stallone's this like kind of like weird guy selling computers, and he's like, "I'm looking for one of the uh, where Pentium processor is like." I don't know what that is, but you should buy this this computer right here. It really kicks ass. It'll be cash and credit charge. <laughs> it's like this this have a pairing process is like I, I don't know. And it's like, what about this one? This one says it has it oh, that one's for gays. It's like what? Yeah, that one's for gays. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's like Dude, come it's on. So funny. It's like, come on, man, it's the twentieth century. How badly do you need one of those precision processors? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna ask my manager Doug. He said you've never heard of Pazizio Brazil, and you're probably just a crazy person. You should leave the store now. <laughs> like, hey, how about one of these like food computers like you see on Star Trek with like Captain Captain Clark? <laughs> just don't, don't you mean Captain Kirk? Clark. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You you have to look that up and watch it. It's it's so damn funny. It's it's my favorite thing Stallone's ever done. <laughs> it's so great. Easily. 
Oh, shit. All right. Well, dude, I, I you know we've, we've kind of kept you uh, up for a while there. This has been an absolute just blast. It man. has been a joy. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much. Really appreciate the, the invitation to come in, Turk. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so we are going to get around to our Food Fighters one. I think that we're all still kind of like trying to figure out what's going to eventually make this should make the cut. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's an even more daunting task than with is. SDP. So. <laughs> but I was going to say, um, you know, definitely want to have you on, not just for, for the Food Fighters Top 10, but, you know, for something else. So, you know, if you ever have an idea of something you want to talk about in the future, you know, we, 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 we do, um, as you know, you listen to the podcast and stuff, um, but, you know, we do the um, you know, we're pop culture, that kind of stuff, you know, and, uh, you know, we want to make sure we kind of uh, stick closely with our, I guess, our original idea for this, which was the you know, kind of comic books and movies, that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. kind of branch out a little bit more, but you know, if you ever have a thought, you know, just, just say, drop it to us. Like, Hey, you know, you, what do you guys think about this as a topic? And, uh, you know, we always make sure when we have guests on that our guests, um, that they have something, there's going to be something that, that really interests them that they feel like they have a lot of input in. Yeah. Cool. So when we had, uh, when we had Leroy Strongfeet on there and we had <laughs> J.O. Bowyer, they're both big horror fans. So we, uh, we kind of went more to like uh, like horror movies that angle, so they, they they felt like they had a lot of uh, input in it, and, and we got a lot more out of them as far as guests too. So yeah, so totally. yeah, if you have something that you think of have interest, be like, hey, what about this? What do you guys think? Yeah, that yeah, sounds, sounds great. great. I'd love cool. to, yeah, man. Right, but yeah, I I think uh, I think the Cliff Notes version of this that uh, our listeners can take away from this podcast is just listen to everything that STP has done. Yeah, like you can't go wrong just picking up core and working your way through their entire discography. And I would say that's a good point. I would say you actually uh, where sometimes be like, yeah, just like start with this album right here, and then you can listen to it. I think with them, you start with the first one. Yeah, you start, start with the first. You just work your way in chronological order. Yeah, just start that's with the great beginning. advice. Yeah, and uh, uh, core purple tiny music. Uh, see, uh, core purple tiny music four. Mm-hmm. Um, Number four. Uh, thank you. Um, yep. Yeah, I would like to say skip Shangri La, thank you, and then five. Yep. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. And uh, we didn't because we were sticking main with the STP. Didn't mention Velvet Revolver, but I am a huge Velvet Revolver fan. Um, like their second album isn't as, isn't as good as their first, but Velvet Revolver is awesome, and you still get a lot of that STP flavor, mm-hmm. even though with like like a more of a rocking style. Um, so yeah, yeah, and uh, "Set Me Free" is one of my favorite songs. First song I ever heard by them <laughs> from the Fantastic Four soundtrack, the okay. uh, the very first one with Chris Evans. Uh, "Set Me Free" is uh, uh, no, sorry, so "Set Me Free" is uh, is from the Hulk, the Ang Lee Hulk movie. Um, "Set Me Free," oh, and okay. that's a great song. And then they did one for uh, uh, "Come On, Come On, Come In" or um, from Fantastic Four, um, okay. which is good. Sweet. And then yeah, so yeah, those are and then he actually read, I think mentions that in. Um, and I'm not dead. And I'm not for sale. How it's like so. dead. How Slash and them came to him is like, we've got offers to make a song for this movie. You know, you want to join us yeah, and do the yeah. song, and then the band actually morphed from there. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> sounds right. Who, yeah. Gunter Slash? Huh? Who Gunter Slash? Gunter Slash? Gunter Slash. Yeah, South Park. I don't know Wait, Gunter Slash. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's a South Park episode where they, you know, Slash isn't real. They're everyone's parents. Dress up like Slash. That's why Slash is all over the place, but nobody knows what he really looks like. And uh, it, it was a it was a hilarious episode. No, I've seen. And it's that. like, oh my god, you're nine years old and you don't know that Slash isn't real. 
<laughs> it's hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks again. I really appreciate it. This has been like a lot of fun, Absolutely. and I dug it. And uh, I'm sorry it took us so long to to have you on the show, but I'm glad to have you. You know, for one of our uh, our early season two episodes, and you know, we'll have you again hopefully sometime. You know, um, later on in season two. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely. Sounds good. Thanks again so much. All right, Absolutely. dude. Take care, man. All right, everyone. Thank you all for listening to uh, another episode of Our Mom's Sick We're Funny. I am Turk182. I'm a Comey. All right, and this has been uh, this has been a lot of fun, it dude. It really has. Yeah, my, yeah. my cheeks actually actually ache a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that came out sounding wrong, dude. No, it didn't. <laughs> Later, everybody. <laughs> I broke a string! All right there, folks, that was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.